All right. We're here. Just the two of us. A day later than we normally would have and with less people because yes. we peaked. Yeah, we peaked uh, last like week or, real like hard. Like a week or two ago when the anniversary happened. Yeah, we I I I I probably say this very often when a good episode comes out, but I think this is definitively or that was definitively the best episode we've ever made and I don't know how we top that. Uh we just we top it with the next anniversary surely we go bigger somehow i feel like at some point this is just becoming a wall we throw money at and the more money in theory the more over the top we would get so we we had those cameos right like we Mm -hmm. we paid the actors to do cameos by next year we'll be big enough and have enough money that we can just hire them to do (laughs) yeah a one and a half to two hour podcast, or maybe we'll have even been good enough friends with them by that point, and they'll just do it for free. She, you're right. What, you think that? You think that's plausible? All right. First, we need Brendan. Oh no, should it be Brendan? Who's the best candidate to just like hit up Sunny Straits DMs and like you, you know me? Yeah. What? How? Because you're the you're the shameless one who will plug our podcast to anyone and everybody. I mean, yeah, but like... If any of them... Tr- uh, uh, it, it would be best if any of them stream on Twitch because that's where you're at your peak. <laughs> that, that's you're, where my you're, magic you're, works. Your power is at maximum maximum overdrive when you can just be part of the masses on, on a Twitch chat. And then somehow people actually parse through my one message yeah, as a and lurker. Then they, they spot your ass. <laughs> We're like, hmm, what's this? What's this one message out of a sea of a thousand just (laughs) floating up into the ether of a Twitch chat? What's this? What's this one piece with a lime? What's that? Who who would have the audacity to plug their (laughs) shitty podcast in my Twitch chat? Also, who gave him permissions to post links? Surely, surely this if it if he's allowed to post a link, this is a good just, link. You, oh, you play the long game where you <laughs> you you befriend them on a general level. They trust you enough after a few months to become to give you mod of their of their channel. And then it's the first day that you do it, you'd be like, "Watch my podcast that I've had this entire time. One piece with a lime. Bazinga. Here's a link. Bazinga. <laughs> it was all part of my plan. I'm no longer a get, moderator. And then you get unmodded and perma banned." But the yeah. link's still there. I just pull a tuxedo and mask saw. and just wave my cape in your face and walk away. Right. Well, now that we've got our uh, our plan for the next year out of the way, <laughs> uh, let's talk about what we did today. We by watched starting one with the piece. summary. We watched one piece, and I'm gonna read the summary because Brenda's not here, and I wrote it this time. <laughs> After reuniting for the first time in two years, the crew has officially set sail for Fishman Island. And if you thought this journey was going to be smooth sailing, then you must have forgotten what show you're watching. Not even a few minutes after departing, the straws are invaded by Caribou and what would have been the rest of his crew, but their ship was being led by our old pal Momu, who ran off instantly at the sight of Sanji and Luffy. One thing leads to another, and Caribou is now a stowaway slash captive on the Sunny. We press on once more, running into all sorts of nasty obstacles like the Kraken, underwater sea currents, and deep sea volcanoes. Of course, no seafaring adventure would be worthwhile without a run-in with the legendary ghost ship, the Flying Dutchman. Despite all those near-death experiences, the crew managed to make it to the front door of Fishman Island, a beautiful domed city brimming with sunlight despite being 10 kilometers under the sea. Unfortunately, the crew has run into the new Fishman pirates, who are torn about their approach toward Luffy. On one hand, Luffy was the one who defeated Arlong, which doesn't fly well with them. 
On the other hand, Luffy struck a celestial dragon and challenged the world government, acts that would impress the legendary fishman Fisher Tiger. The fishmen decide to make them an offer. Join the new fishman pirates or die. Realizing they're sitting ducks who would rather try making it to the island than dying for nothing, the Straw Hats manage to get away with the last-ditch coup de burst. Our chapter ends with the crew getting separated again. Luffy, Sanji, Usopp, and Chopper are saved by Kami, but the fate of the rest of the crew remains a mystery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just want to mention or like talk about one thing off the bat, and the I, that's the part where these new fishermen pirates we run into claim that they don't or they I shouldn't say claim they say that they don't appreciate what the straw hat pirates did to Arlong Mm -hmm. I could have swore most I shouldn't even say most maybe it was just Jimbei who was like thanks for taking care of Arlong he was kind of getting out of out of out of shape there he was getting out of control I, I I guess I just assumed in my head that most of the rest of his pirate crew went along or subscribed to the same idea that Arlong was kind of a uh, a, a rogue agent that was just doing his own thing now. I guess I'm wrong about that, though. Uh, well, I, I don't think you have him. to be wrong. I think, well, okay. Mm, I think there could be a fair split even for people who aren't who, or who weren't like on Arlong Park in cahoots with Arlong directly. Like, maybe he just had a cult following back in Fishman Island, you know? Like, surely the people who joined up in this crew wouldn't be the only ones to be kind of like radicalized in that kind of sense. Like, surely there are plenty of people who living in Fishman Island who hold resentment toward humans and the world government and blah, blah, blah. Right. I, it, uh, you can already see that idea. We mm-hmm. already know that the Fishman harbor that resentment towards humans, especially. But they make the point of being like, that's a, that's a, that's what you posed in the summary too. like how they're like, oh, you, you, you beat up Arlong, which we kind of like that guy. But you also beat the shit out of Celestial Dragon and directly challenged the world government to a 1v1. So we like that, though. And also Fisher Tiger would have loved that, too. My point is that, like, I mean, I guess this is only like this is one dude or three of them, really, mm-hmm. that are still siding with Arlong. Maybe it's just a, out of a fishman solidarity thing rather Could than be. the idea that they agreed with Arlong's actions and the mm-hmm. way he went about himself. He's also half a world away as well. So they don't exactly know what he's been doing this whole time, just that he's not with them. And they've mm-hmm. just got news that Arlong had been defeated by the Straw Hats, maybe not necessarily gotten the part where he was kind of a huge dick. Mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. everything so maybe maybe that's it uh time will but tell, I, know, I guess i know i remember jim remember jim bay being like yo thanks for taking thanks for thanks for wrapping up that thing with arlong i'm pretty sure it was jim bay anyway yeah. uh because he was he was kind of a he was kind of an asshole so thanks for thanks for dealing with that mm. but uh so which which led to a, my little bit of confusion when they were stopped at the gates of the island and like hey uh fuck you for for lock getting our long locked up i was i was confused for a minute i was because uh i i could have swore that most people would have been especially if jimbe is back like if jimbe made it back to fishman island like surely he could have told them about how like chill the straw hats were or something you know 
But, Lots uh, of questions, not enough answers. They also, actually, they also uh, they also point out, I think it was these three also, how, uh, or did they do the opposite? I, they, they, didn't, didn't they talk about also how they had, how the Straw Hats had held Hachi as well? They mentioned um, Hachi, don't they? They did mention Hachi. I don't think they knew that Hachi was friends with them. I think they, like, Hachi's name was brought up in, like, conjunction with Arlong. Like, oh, you defeated Arlong and, like, also Hachi along with him, right? Like, that's what I think I remember reading or seeing whatever. Mm. I don't think they're aware that, like, the Straws and Hachi are, like, best buds. Maybe that's right. Which might become a compelling, you know, plot device uh, if and probably when that little tidbit gets exposed. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm sure at some point relatively soon we're going to meet up with Hachi. I don't remember where Kami said she was going to be taking them. Uh, so uh, Hachi point. lives in a fishman district because um, I guess there's a lot of segregation going on here for some reason. Um, and they live. The fishman district is held on a ship called the Noah. Um, and from what I briefly saw in the little pan that we got, uh, it just kind of seems like Hachi lives in the ghetto. Like, wait, that that the the Noah houses all of the fishmen. I think so. Because I when thought that I, was my, just. Oh, okay. Maybe it's mind. in the dish. I'm maybe I misinterpreted the subtitles. But when I was, you know, watching the episode and subbed, it said uh, Fishman District Noah. And I'm mm. like, and the ship just looked really, really big. Uh, and I was like, huh, this looked like you could just kind of convert the ship into like, you know, like apartment complexes, essentially. Um, that that was my understanding, at least. I could be wrong. Um, but for sure, Hachi is living in the Fishman District. Maybe we can assume he lives on that ship we don't know especially if we if we assume that these fishmen pirates uh probably run a majority of that section uh and are still cool with hachi because they don't know hachi's cool with humans now or at least the straw hats he's probably like you know buddy buddying up with them because you know strength the numbers kind of thing or hachi just running back with two familiar faces blah 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 um but yeah that that is my understanding of things uh, and it seems like Kachi lives in the ghetto, if that's if all my assumptions are correct. And I got questions about why the hell fishmen are just kind of like shoved into a corner. They're like not even I don't even know if they're in like the domed city of like Fishman Island. I think they're like outside of it. Well, that's that's the other thing here is that uh, like it's very indicative of how the fishmen ha- are still influenced by v- like the even the human concepts but the like they're way more sectioned off into mermaids are here Mm -hmm. fishmen are here the rich are all the way over here the closer to the sun the richer you are yeah it's like uh you know there's many different versions of this same uh pyramid of uh you know class classism but Mm -hmm. it uh I don't know. It. I don't want to say it seems surprising because there's examples of this sort of stuff in real life too. But uh, no, I mean, I would say I think I was surprised, like seeing, uh, you know, when we get when we when Luffy wakes up at the end of our episodes and Kami's like, oh, you know, we I live in Mermaid Bay, but I live at like the bottom of a trench because it's yeah, the cheapest she's in thing. the lowest income bracket for yeah. this mermaid section. So even within the sectioned off sections, there are rich to poor apartments in the same mm-hmm. like building, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I, uh, it, it seems very like, 
caste system. From I agree. I got the, similar vibe. The old, uh, I don't know if the the Indians were the only ones to use that sort of system or not. I, I, I think the caste system specifically was more attuned to Asian culture. But regardless, uh, it feels very much like that. And I'm a little surprised by it, considering how how uh uh what's the word i'm looking for how they're treated on the surface that they would treat themselves the same way basically within mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. own culture uh you would think seeing the way they get uh discriminated against on the surface by humans would maybe cause them to reflect back on the way they've set up their own society but i guess not uh, it seems that the their society is even more so ruled by the rich and the powerful both in money and uh literal power as it sort of seems like the uh the flying dutchman and uh whatever that guy's name was what was the captain of the flying dutchman's name uh vander, vander decker i believe Va- vander vander something vander i'm surprised something vander one um did i write it down i'm noticing you don't even have it on the sheet here which Feels like a kind of a travesty. For me, I felt like the the flying dustbin part was at least for the way One Piece you know chopped it up. I was like, this kind of feels like a a blip in our journey. Like it happened. I'm more enamored with just like using the flying Dutchman property than like the events that actually happened. I mean, the the flying Dutchman is just going to end up. It's just ending up as the ship. Like we're Mm going to be more involved with the people with the fishmen that are on that ship than the actual ship. I feel like, but allegedly, we'll find out. I feel like we're going to be spending a little bit of time here. So, uh, whatever. Anyway, let's uh let's rewind a little bit here to uh the start of our underwater journey, Mm -hmm. where we we well we we start descending. Mm-hmm. And we're immediately blasted with like all of the possible dangers mm-hmm, that, could, mm-hmm. that that we could encounter underwater. And then we steadily start checking all of them off as we <laughs> as we hit them. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Nami has this list of stuff that Rayleigh gave her about how the the bubble coating works, the operating mechanism for inflating, deflating, but also things to look out for a la sea kings the volcanoes the crazy currents so on and so forth and anything uh, with sharp and pointy edges in general yeah and and then we learned kind of how the the bubble the bubble actually works anyway and it Mm -hmm. essentially it amounts to it's the same as the bubbles on sabaody where you can like stick your hands through them pull them Mm -hmm. back you can jump fully out and the bubble will still maintain its shape up to a point Mm -hmm. uh and we get plenty of bits of the crew about to pop the bubble in some way, shape, or form, and then Mostly get knocked Luffy out by the other Zorro. crew. Mostly Luffy and Zoro, but also Sanji with his nosebleeds. At least his were, uh, what's the word, involuntary, quote-unquote? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Question mark? <laughs> I mean, I guess you could call them involuntary, but I feel like he makes the very voluntary choice to look upon <laughs> the two female figures in any way uh, on board the ship and it just it happens listen at least Chopper tried giving him exposure therapy alright like there, <laughs> there are attempts being made here I, I mean there, there were attempts they were futile unfortunately to rehabilitate <laughs> the man uh, I, I love the part where they like he does it for the first or second time in this set of episodes and Chopper's like we gotta I'm gonna slowly expose him with these photos I have from somewhere even though we've never seen a camera aboard the Sunny we just <laughs> we have these photos I, I'm sure I'm sure Frankie has one 
Uh, Listen, if, if Nami can pull a Denden Mushi out of her cleavage, surely there's like a, a cinema, like a photo Denden Mushi just lying around on the ship. I, I, yeah, I believe like that. Frankie, Frankie's got photo mode in, in his eyes or, <laughs> or his nipples. Who knows? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Frankie nipple lights. Yeah, Amazing. Okay. I love it. <laughs> it was, it, it was, it was a thing. It happened. They are very powerful. They, I don't know what kind of LEDs he's got installed in there, but getting, getting some value, right? Well, I mean, he he didn't keep them on. He the Sunny had its own set of headlights that he turned on eventually. He wasn't like standing at the front of the ship with his nipple lights. The I whole think time. that would have been better narrative wise, personally. <laughs> but you know, I can't have everything I want. No, you you can't. So we uh, so Nami gives us this list of things that we ha- that we have to avoid. And wouldn't you know, what wasn't on that list was a uh, a crew of vengeful pirate vengeful but stupid pirates that were following you since you left the island Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we run back into the caribou pirates because sure why not they're They're just trying to make a name for themselves i guess it was always a part of their plan when they almost joined the fake straw hat crew the plan was just like hey yeah we you know plant ourselves into the crew and then we kill the straw hats and then we become the greatest pirate crew ever right uh, so that part one of that failed. So they try to r- run it back, you know, attacking them underwater. And honestly, it's a pretty good plan. Um, just you know, trying to pillage their their ship, like with the dangers of like a you know all the coding. They're outnumbered, maybe outgunned, quote unquote. Who knows? I mean, um, they're definitely outnumbered uh, on a strictly numbers basis. But mm-hmm. what they didn't account for. I, besides the part, besides the Momu part, which was hilarious, by the way, I love it. <laughs> Even if their entire crew had been had had jumped on board, it would have been it would have been trivial. It would it would have been the lightest work of their lives since they got back to Sabaody. Uh, you know, my my genuine concern was that like it would have become like a mutually assured destruction kind of thing because I'm not convinced the Straw Hats could like effectively fight that fight without just like popping the bubble but surely the straw hats are going down they're absolutely taking the rest of that crew with them oh for sure i I don't think there would be i don't even think it would be uh close that the caribou jumps on the on on deck and immediately tell yells over his shoulder like hey get the gatling gun (laughs) (laughs) the the thing that'll spray out yeah yeah yeah, the one that'll shoot two thousand rounds a minute and if any of them miss, they'll tear into the bubble and we'll all drown and die. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Great idea. Make sure you shoot it from outside a bubble, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, it should just should just be. I mean, the, the point is that he wants the notoriety mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. having killed them. So if he just pops their bubble and they all sink to the bottom of the ocean and die like he doesn't get notoriety for that he wants to bring their heads and so on and so forth mm-hmm. but what we get instead is nami recognizing the because they one of them calls out like sea cow or you know cowfish or whatever it is uh and nami goes wait a minute sea cow that sounds awfully a lot like and she looks over and it's momu who still <laughs> has a giant bump on his head uh unless it was from the caribou pirates it might have been from them uh, but poor Momu, man, <laughs> my man, not only Can't can he catch not a catch a break, but he has PTSD <laughs> from these two monsters on the, on the crew. And he sees Nami and he goes, wait a minute, I know you. 
and then he looks past Nami and sees <laughs> that two people two, that gave him a fucking knot on his two forehead. Very fa- uh, familiar faces that he did not ever want to see again. <laughs> uh, so as soon as Caribou jumps on, Momu's gone. <laughs> He's like, "Nah, I'm out of here, man. You you can abuse me all you want. I ain't fighting those two. Absolutely not." Yeah. So that that bit's hilarious. I love that. Except uh, Momu then gets knocked on his head again, makes a U-turn. Uh, the caribou pirates come back trying to, you know, retrieve their captain and also continue to fight the uh Which might be hats. an even better bit. <laughs> <laughs> this part might even be better because at this point we've run into the Kraken who is blocking our way <laughs> and, and uh, Luffy and company are talking about how they're going to beat it over the head and turn it into their personal uh, escort service mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, down, down into the, into the depths of the sea. And <laughs> as soon as, as soon as these, as soon as these no name pirates get even close to within range, the Kraken strikes crushes their boat in half <laughs> they're they're dead they're- what i what i thought was the funniest part about that was that prior to their arrival the straw hats were already like running through that idea i was like oh man the the kraken like they're looking at the, the tentacles are like man this kraken is just randomly grabbing ships and just crushing them we can't let that happen to us they're all just kind of like sitting there discussing this possibility slash reality and the caribou pirates show up after the straw hats did, were there for less time than the straw hats were, and the Kraken just, and I took that personally, immediately crushed their ship in half. On well, site, didn't think about it, he just went. They subscribed to the uh, the Drax method of s- s- keeping their ships so incredibly still that they were invisible to the <laughs> naked eye, whereas the, the caribou pirates are screaming in trying to save their captain. Uh, along with the Sea King, who would be an, a nice, a light snack before <laughs> dinner time for the Kraken. So, oh, no, no, Momu. Uh, Momu gets away, luckily, because the Kraken grabs hold of just the ship. So Momu makes his grand escape finally, but the Caribou Pirates are decimated within half a second and they're just caribou watches the entire thing too which is great because he's like my <laughs> friends they're back oh 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 god they're dead <laughs> and then they're float i fucking love zoro zoro has so many stupid one-off lines in this but one of the ones i wrote down that was uh, as they're floating up a lot of them were wearing these big white billowy uh like uh, I forget the exact term for them, but they're like if you've ever watched like pirate movies, it's the, that like tunic, I guess I'll call mm-hmm. it uh, the that very, very loose fitting white shirt that they have. Uh, and they're all wearing it. And as they float up to the surface, <laughs> the, Zoro looks up at them standing next to Caribou, by the way, and goes, they look like jellyfish. <laughs> Carib- <laughs> Caribou's I remember like, that. Those are my friends. <laughs> I remember that a lot. Absolute savagery. Uh, so anyway, uh, when we turn our attention back to the Kraken, I thought for sure that right off the bat, Luffy was just going to conquer his hockey, the Kraken. So did I. And, and he didn't. He did not. I'll let, maybe he did it off screen. But at, at the end of the day, <laughs> uh, we end up we end up taming the Kraken because they, uh, they they like bonk it on the head or something. When no, he's no, 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 no. They what did a, so much more to that poor thing. Well, at the end of the so, day, Luffy just gave him a big bonk and he no, got, no, no, he no, got a little grilled. I want to go through this specifically, mostly because it shows off a little preview of uh, the newer skills the crew has learned. Uh, so Sanji 
shows off two things. One, his uh, blue walk technique, which just lets him sprint through water or, or pseudo teleporting. Honestly, it's uh, kind of feels cool. like feels like moonwalk, where mm-hmm, he just mm-hmm. he just kicks really fast and big big moonwalk like energy, super fast. Then you know, kicks him with the new Diablo Jamba kick. Doesn't really matter what he calls it. The grill marks on this tentacle. Ooh, was perfect. absolutely hilarious to me. Perfect girl marks. I loved it. I thought it was great. What Zoro did, yeah. absolutely <laughs> savage. My man pulled off his new you know, three-sword style technique. Fucking turned this tentacle into sashimi. Perfect six cuts. Didn't even get to see it happen. The Kraken didn't deserve that. That 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 felt a little a little overkill. That that Wait, was disrespectful to you. Very disrespectful. I was like, Zoro, come on, man. Like, he's just like, you didn't have to do all that. At least not this. I don't know. I don't know what I would have preferred, but like this wasn't it. This felt this felt wrong. Or you just listen to your captain's orders and not not harmed your uh your taxi service. You know, I he uh, it's a good thing he has seven other tentacles is all I'm saying seven he has like 20 <laughs> <laughs> this is not an octopus let me tell or a squid no matter what version of the Kraken that this world has that our world has this world's Kraken has like 30 limbs dude uh, good for him because Zora would have taken out the rest of them he's got uh, plenty to spare and also they like kind of uh, do octopuses regrow they might regrow I don't remember but uh but for the final bonk, as you describe, uh, Luffy shows off his new uh, upgraded uh, giant pistol, if you will, to elephant gun. And uh, I'm sure you noticed uh, a couple episodes back, uh, Brendan mentioned to you how the series now will go out of its way to illustrate the usage of um, armament hockey. Um, this is how they portray with like black metallic sheen kind of thing. Um I was curious if you had any thoughts about it or whatever. Well, I I did notice that the sub also points out it said he says color of black or something or yeah something along those lines, which made me think that there would maybe be different, for lack of a better term, like colorized versions of the armament where each color did a different thing to him. I'm going to tell you right now. No, that does not happen. Um, Okay. I remember when I first saw that too, uh, that that random change where Rayleigh introduces hockey and gives us these very simple names for what's what. Um, and for some reason, uh, post time skip, they are reintroduced with the names of like, uh, so armament hockey is the, the color of hardening or something like that, color of armament. That's what it was. Um, it was, it was they, they were color called colors. I remember I wanted to dig into that. I did not understand it way back when when I first watched it. Maybe I'll try again and come back to you next week. Um, but yeah, the 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 hockey versions are going to be called colors of whatever the big title is now. Uh-huh. Um, like, uh, do I remember what uh, is it called? Color of observation. It might be that. Um, but I know like Conqueror's hockey is uh, renamed color of the supreme king. I believe. I believe that's this the, like literal translation. Like, this feels like too much like why, i agree why i don't like it i don't know I'll, I'll try digging into it maybe there's like a, a reason for this minor name change but do they ever what? refer to it as hockey again uh yes it, that doesn't it's, sound convincing at all <laughs> i mean like well okay so i, I don't know what they say in dub uh maybe Brennan can ask that but like you know in the sub they'll have they they'll say uh so 
in Japanese, the arm in hockey is uh, Bosu Shoku Haki. I might be confused on my observation, uh, which is Kenbo Shoku. Anyway, they, they have that, you know, preface, that, that prefix word, and then hockey. So it's always something hockey. And, and then in the, in the subtitles, it'll just say, uh, translation is color of blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Uh, sticking with the observation arm and cockers just sounds easier. Yeah, just keep it why, simple. Why use more word when less do good? You know what I'm saying? Like, or at least it's just like the way sub just translates it. I, I'm sure it's because Oda wanted it that way. Um, but it, I don't. I don't know. I felt I could see the explanation being that the phrase "color of hardening" sounds a little more badass than just going armament hockey. But if armament hockey is what you introduce these things as to then retcon them into something mm-hmm, else mm-hmm. feels like a a point of contention. That Especially when, like, I don't think anyone would say that, like, you needed to retcon anything there. Like, no, I mean, I, I don't think it needed to be at all. But I, I mean, I'm not the I'm not the writer of the show. So I guess I what do I care? What do I care? But I'm just a dumb American. What do I know? Yeah, I'm just some guy consuming it, consuming the product. But this feels like a, a weird thing to me. I mean, we'll see what happens as it goes forward. If they uh, if they continue to make a, a habit out of this more so than calling it arm in hockey, but uh, that that remains yet to be seen. But uh, but yeah, so we get we, Luffy gives them the big ass bonk, and then <laughs> uh, we get sucked down farther and farther. This because crew naturally, separated. the Kraken is just covering a massive hole slash current. Yeah, I feel like, I, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like that's always a thing. A giant sea monster, usually a kraken, is just always sitting in front of some hole, and the hole is either where we want to go, or it's like, okay, we want it to go there, but not this way. Or it, a kraken is just always sitting on a hole. Yeah, I don't know. Or that's like, just me. like a monster of any kind, whether yeah. it's in the water or not. Like they're they're always hiding the place or the thing that you need or want to go to. It, it's very common and fantasy trope in that sense mm-hmm. uh this one they had no choice in the matter they basically just got sucked down as soon as the kraken was out of the way mm-hmm. so they didn't have the option of being like oh this isn't we don't want to go here yet time to leave and find a different route it was just like oh and we're off and we're getting sucked down and the, the three in the bubble well i guess was sanji even in the bubble again uh... did he or i don't think sanji made it back to his bubble or not uh but either way the the three who went out of the ship bubble with the small bubbles on their own mm-hmm. they get sucked down alone and then everyone on the, sh- the whole ship gets sucked down too so they're separated the the main crew on the ship has their own little i don't know sort of side quest as they they just meander down the currents uh somewhere in there caribou gets free because he was always pretending to be prison held prisoner and then is immediately found by frankie <laughs> who tightens that that barrel up real fucking quick that whole scene of frankie just staring at him it, it's so much more intense than staring my man is it didn't even it didn't even feel intense frankie was just wondering when caribou was gonna notice that he'd been standing there for the last 30 caribou seconds caribou must have like some vision issues or like does not have peripheral vision because nah, frankie was, was there for a while he was all wrapped up in his own internal monologue man <laughs> when you're when you're deep in the shit like that when you're go, when you're when you're when you got that writer juices flowing nothing's gonna stop you from from getting what you need out and I, finally I when he finishes his monologue he goes 
so how long you been standing there for? <laughs> and, then, and then Frankie tightens that bitch up real quick, goes, hey, guys, he was hiding in this barrel the whole time. Turns out he's a Logan user. That could have been really bad. And that's it. Like, we don't hear from him again until we get back, until we get to the Mermaid Island, uh, where those fucking mermaids are going to open the barrel and it's become, he's going to go on a rampage. He's also a pervert, too, by the way. So he's going to, maybe he'll, maybe he'll, literally nothing. Maybe he'll see the hot mermaids and he'll just faint on the spot and we won't have to hear from him again. Because honestly, I don't give a damn about Caribou. He, he, He means nothing to me. Uh, unless he turns out to be a master of hockey in all forms then i don't i don't give a damn about him i want to say something so bad but i won't i'll just i'll when you when you find out we'll both have this talk later okay (laughs) sure i can't wait to find out that caribou is like i don't know a celestial dragon or the next member of the crew, whichever happens, you know. All right, now you, <laughs> <laughs> now you've gone too far. <laughs> you have done too much this time, Justin. Listen, you, we'll see what happens. Uh, meanwhile, uh, eventually the three goons come back, and lo and behold, they've they have tamed the monster mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and and named it no less. His name, the Kraken's name is now Surume, or Surum, Surume, I think is, is how it was yes, said. I should look that up. Does that mean anything? Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> I bet you it means, watch it mean like grilled squid or something. Uh, so Surume. It translates to dried squid. <laughs> dried squid. Okay. Uh, that's great. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Surame is now their taxi service, uh, but they run into some, do they, do they, oh, they run into the, the, the flying Dutchman at this point, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Before the volcanoes and stuff. Yep. Or no, they, what it is, is they almost get drawn in by that angler fish. Yes. Yes. And then the giant sea king slash humanoid looking thing. That I don't know I, if he's fishman or sea king. I don't I know what, what he is. Ca- they called it a sea bonds. Yeah, they they I guess he's a type of he shares traits with like some type of fish in the real world and they called him a like a bonzi or bon something like that. Um nothing I know about. I don't know shit about fish, I don't, but I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh he's a he's a sea bonds or bones in this world and mm-hmm. Uh, at first, he seems like friend because he punches the angler. Then he's mm-hmm. not friend because the Flying Dutchman rolls up and goes, and the the captain Vanderdecken, if that is his real name, uh, goes, "Yo, uh, 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 kill them, destroy that ship, so we can get all the treasure." Of which mm-hmm. the of which the straw hats have none, so because they never do, or they don't hold on to it long enough for it to be meaningful. Uh, and so he goes, "Okay," and then we have to start. <laughs> Then we have to start uh, using more Kuda Bursts to, to get away. Except my boy Surume comes in and just decks the shit out of... Uh, this guy's name was Watatsumi. Or I, I think it's Watatsumi. Why does that feel I wrong for remember. some reason? I don't know. I, I, don't, I didn't write down the, the big guy's name. Why does this feel wrong for some reason? I need to fact check myself. Yeah, so Maybe they show right. up. They show up with Surume. Uh, Kraken does Kraken Punch. Oh, and then... They continue onwards, eventually running into these giant volcanoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, we we run from them, and eventually we end up at our destination. We're at Fishman Island. We Hooray! did it. Except and, not really, because uh, then we run into a band of pirates who are like, "Hey, 
yeah, we don't take too kindly <laughs> to your you, kind. You in the wrong neighborhood, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Yo, a long way from home, ain't you? You know, but drawing back to where we started our conversation with this cast, I, you know, a part of me was thinking that, like, maybe they're just, like, super against humans in Fishman Island territory, which is very understandable. Like, hey, you assholes, you can, sh- like, humans control everything above the ocean. I can't go up top without being harassed or worse, uh, you know, putting slavery or whatever have you uh, going up top. This is my one sort of like escape no way in hell i'm gonna let you like also take over this place get the hell out of here i'm very interested too because fishman island was one of the places protected by whitebeard as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now and that it, he's gone it's been two years it has been two years but seemingly they haven't they've gone untouched by mm, humans again it's maybe? i mean I mean, we, we haven't we haven't delved too deeply into it, but I feel like if there was if they had been like enslaved by some other pirate crew, we would have maybe seen signs of it by now. But regardless, I'm wondering in the first place how anybody even just got got <laughs> to conquering Fishman Island because of how goddamn perilous it is to get through this bitch. I'm I mean, not only even, the strong even, will survive. I mean, and they're really unfortunate. I it just it's insane how much shit you have to go through just to get to Fishman Island. Like, and this it, so remind me, this is like passing by Fishman Island is the is the way to go into the new world, right? That's how yes. it works. Okay, because you're not going over the red line and trying to walk through Mary Joie, so you go through Fishman Island, right? Uh, uh so I guess I mean they, someone also throws out a statistic at some point earlier that only. Or that like 70% of ships that try and make this journey get destroyed in the I first place. I think it place. was either Brooke or Rayleigh's message to Nami. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, so only 30% of ships that come down here make it through in the first place, which I guess is indicative of the idea that only the strong make it through. So if you're strong enough to make it past all that other stuff, I guess the fishmen themselves don't necessarily pose much of a as much of a threat anyway. I think there's also uh, like a metaphorical barrier to entry for getting into the new world. It's like, listen, kid, if you can't even like survive volcanoes, sea beasts, and what have you, uh, you know, what 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 shot do you think you're going to have in the new world kind of thing? Well, right. That, that That's very fair. I, I was just trying to measure out the idea that Fishman Island gets taken over by anybody in the first place because of how how insane it is to even get there in the first place. Like getting there is the entire battle. It's not even half the battle. Getting there is half the <laughs> battle. Taking over Fishman Island once you get there must might as well be a cakewalk compared to what you have to go through to get there. Mm, so maybe, uh, maybe not. Who knows? Unless you run into someone like Jim Bay, I guess, who is in his natural habitat. And so Fishman Karate probably works a lot better. But un momento. Yes. Now I'm the one being left alone. It's so dark and scary here. Just like the bottom of the ocean. No friends for me, though. I'm back. All alone with my thoughts. Oh, hey, what's up? <laughs> welcome back. Why, why am I saying welcome back to you? It's me. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. You're, welcome back, buddy. Welcome back to my existence. Uh, back to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, first of all, I feel like 30% is like low-key kind of high. I don't know if you would agree. <laughs> I would say that seems like a low number to me. Unless like the, unless it's 
skewed by the idea that so many ships come through here because like thir- 30% of 10 is is three. That's a very low number. 30% of 100 is 30 ships. That's a lot. That's a large number. Uh, so I don't know how many ships pass through here on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly basis because that number is just kind of thrown out there. Mm-hmm. 70% of what? You know, 70% a month, 70% a minute. Who don't? Uh, I, I don't know. I just so, feel like seventy percent, like 70% success rate, all time. feels really high. Forgetting, for, no, 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 no. Could, not success rate, su- failure rate, failure, oh, failure rate was seventy percent. So with the thirty percent success rate, given everything we've seen that the show has go through, I feel like that's way too high. I'm like, there's no way that's like, there, no way that many of you are making and surviving this journey. There's no shot. I feel like fifteen percent might be a better you know, success rate, more realistic. I don't know why I'm so passionate about this. I just feel like 30% is really high for the show we saw. I mean, it might be. 30, 30% for what you have to do to get to to make it to Fishman Island is, it does sound like a lot. Uh, you have to be, your crew has to be made up of a couple of monsters to like Luffy, Zoro, Sanji's, mm-hmm. Gold Rogers, Rayleigh's, you know, to to even think about it in the first place. Actually, now that we're here, I just remembered something because we're talking about Rayleigh and Roger. Mm-hmm. So we get at one point in during one of the episodes, we get a little f- flashback because mm-hmm, we're talking mm-hmm. we're, we're with Rayleigh, who's talking to Shockey and Rayleigh's remembering when he first meets Gold Roger mm-hmm. and Gold Roger has a, has a certain thing on uh, that he's wearing on his head. Yeah. Gold Roger has, is wearing not the just a, hat. but the straw hat. Well, is it the straw hat? Rayleigh specifically mentions after that point that Luffy seemingly is worthy of wearing that hat. That's what he said. He says that hat, which implies the idea that this hat has been passed down from person to person, from Gold Roger to Shanks, allegedly. Mm -hmm. There Mm -hmm. might have been someone in between. Who knows? eh, Probably not. Uh so it was given from Roger to Shanks. Now Shanks is giving it to Luffy. Why? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I'm asking myself why, because uh, it's just it's an item that clearly has value to these people. Uh, I'm just I, I guess I just I guess I didn't expect it necessarily to have originated with Gold Roger. Maybe it just it just feels like I'm not I'm not overexcited by it. Maybe I'm going to maybe I'm putting it that way. Like this, this is a thing that seems to have just been kind of thrown in there for the sake of it. Like it was enough that this belonged to Shanks. So you don't Shanks. think this is going to be like uh, a thing we come back to and expand upon? It's just, hey, uh, neat little fact. Oda forced is uh, the hat was uh, carry like Luffy's hat was at some point originally Gold Roger's hat. And we all know that Luffy, you know, idolizes Gold Roger. and That's his idol mentor, blah, blah, blah. Uh and it could just be that. It could just be as simple as like, yeah, man, I think it's really cool that Luffy has Gold Roger's hat. And, you know, it's a really cool thing that it kind of circles back to everything, you know? It's like, he wants to be King of the Pirates. Gold Roger was the King of the Pirates. He has a piece of Gold Roger, essentially, you know? I mean, it, it, it's fine, I guess. I, I don't... The parallel is, is kind of neat. You know, like you said, it all circles back to, you know, Gold Roger ex-king of the pirates Luffy wants to be the king of the pirates if at some point he finds out that this which he probably will now that we've been given this tidbit that he finds out this straw hat belonged to gold roger it'll be even 
more important to him. But I feel like it having just been Shanks's was enough. Like, I don't I, I, I don't feel suddenly more attached or enthralled by the narrative now that Rod this this straw hat was also Rogers. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe, maybe uh, unless this thing turns out to be like the key to getting the one piece or is the <laughs> one piece. Like I, I, I don't really care, I guess, is what uh, I'm saying. I don't know how much I like that theory. I, I don't, I'm not saying I necessarily like it either. It'll just give it more purpose than just having also been Rogers hat. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it, if you want it to be, you could just be that much of a pseudo surface level metaphor, right? Or it could be a device that gets used down the line as something more meaningful, either in the hat itself or the hat refers back to something that is more meaningful, expansive, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. Maybe we won't. Who knows? Right. If this if this hat ends up being more indicative and giving us more backstory on Roger in some way, like if we run into someone who recognizes the hat and doesn't in the new world and like, let's say they they see the straw hat and they don't think to themselves they've just run into straw hat Luffy. They don't even think they've just run into Shanks. They go, why the fuck do you have Gold Rogers hat? Mm-hmm, that might mm-hmm. be interesting. Like that's that's the only way that I that's the only direction I can see this going in that it has any extra depth to it outside of just being like and yeah it was also Gold Rogers hat he gave it to Shanks and Shanks gave it to Luffy like it's just being passed down from father to sons now mm-hmm. uh, or pseudo fathers to pseudo sons uh, because it feels like if it's just that it's like who cares I, I don't I don't care it feels like it was it's just thrown in there to, to be like extra flavor uh, so hopefully it means something else later. Uh, but for now, uh, I will, it has yet to be seen, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's what, that's what foreshadowing is for. But, uh, you know, I, I, it feels like that was supposed to be more, I bet, I bet a lot of people lose their shit over that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and to them, I say good, you know, good on you for enjoying the things you enjoy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to abstain from this one, I think. This one didn't capture me as much as other things for now, but uh, that's fine. I also just because we kind of skipped over it a little bit also earlier in the episode, uh, we're getting the story on how the sunny even lasted this long Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, with uh, Frankie. Frankie's the one who actually gives us this backstory because, you know, I found it weird the entire time. You're thinking to yourself, there's no way in hell. Duval and his group of goons fended off what? bounty hunter after bounty hunter. At the moment, I was I was only even thinking the bounty hunters, but it, it makes perfect sense that the Marines would eventually find the ship in two years also. And there's no way Duval and his group of goonies were going to be the ones who fended off everybody for two years. So we get the we get the extra tidbits. I mean, that there was also a, Hachi there. Okay. Well, right. We didn't know that, though. So Frankie tells us or was it Frankie? Someone tells yes. us that Hachi was also there, but had to go back to Fishman Island because he his wounds were too severe. Mm-hmm. And at that point, a little a little figure by the name of Bartholomew Kuma <laughs> steps in, uh, steps up to the plate and decides that he's going to be the defender of the ship. But this is post him losing his personality. So you're thinking to yourself, well, why does he care now? Mm-hmm. And it's because someone 
somewhere along the line snuck into his programming that he had one last mission to defend the Thousand Sunny from anyone and everybody until the Straw Hats got there. We know exactly who that someone is. It was Dr. Vegapunk, the shadowy genius figure of the Marines uh, playing in the background. I mean, it is stated that Vegapunk was the one operating on kuma but it could have been somebody else outside i mean now who else would be smart enough to be able to add programming to kuma who knows but i feel like it's up in the air potentially that <clears throat> somebody else snuck that part into of of the programming into him without vegapunk and whoever else involved knowing i i can go back to the episode and double check this but i'm pretty sure the definitive answer was that vegapunk did all this the questions the straw hats were asking themselves were was this uh, operation Vegapunk's idea all on his own or was it him and Kuma made a bargain of, hey, uh, you can like run tests and experiments on my body and change my personality or whatever have you. Uh, but before you do, um, I want to do X, Y and Z. So I need you to make that like a program in my robotic self where it's like my last mission as like the person formerly known as Barth or like the last mission of like the person Bartholomew Kuma, like the personality in him, the the thing that makes him himself an individual is like, okay, my last mission as myself is I'm going to, you know, protect the Sunny until the Straw Hats arrive for it. And then that's it. I'm off into the sunset to go become a robot for the government's personal use, you know? And that was the question they were asking themselves. Like, did Kuma like bargain for this before he agreed to the experimentation? Was it Vegapunk's idea? Who knows? And they're also, you know, still adding in in the caveat of like, well, you know, he's part of the Revolutionary Army and Dragon, the leader, is Luffy's dad. So maybe this is Dragon's idea. Who knows? We don't know. All speculation. Well, that's that's what I that's what I'm saying, right? So, uh, so well, maybe not specifically what I'm saying, but it would pose the question of to like who did this. Now, it could have been Vegapunk. Kuma could have bartered for it. Vegapunk could be a shadow, uh, you know, a secret part of the Revolutionary Army that's infiltrated the world government. Who knows? But it didn't seem if that's not the case. If Vegapunk works for the government, like it's been posed this entire time it would seem to reason that somebody else snuck that portion of the code into the program uh and vegapunk just installed everything without you know without thinking twice because um, he doesn't that's know that's a valid you know, theory like, it's something i don't personally subscribe to i cannot imagine somebody else just doing that the know, other question me. that i had was like uh was who told frankie I guess you could have asked Kuma like why he did this, but in the flashback, Kuma just stands up, goes mission accomplished, and walks away. So, if, if was Kuma, it Rayleigh then? Rayleigh just well, had how would Rayleigh know? I, well, I mean, I, uh, Kuma stopped at uh, Shockey's bar and spoke to Rayleigh before and after. Um, well, he made the straw hats disappear. It was well. He no, it was after. It was always after. In the middle of the fight, he goes, "Hey, I'm with the Revolutionary oh, Army. Right, I'm doing right, this right. for their safety." Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And, and then, then after that, he shows up later. I guess that's fair enough. He could have been like, but then that would stand a reason. If Rayleigh knows, then it, I, I mean, it could still be Vegapunk if 
uh, I was going to pose the idea that if if Rayleigh knows that, and because Kuma told him, then it would be a Revolutionary Army exclusive deal. Like it would have been a, the Revolutionary Army's idea to put that part of the program in. At which point, I was going to say Vegapunk wouldn't know, but if he bartered with Vegapunk over the idea, then maybe it could, he could still know. Anyway, uh, getting lost in the in the <laughs> sauce, as Brendan would say there. Um, so, but we get that tidbit and it makes, you know, that seals the deal. Yeah. Obviously Kuma can defend from just about any attacker. My, the, the thing that comes up then you might be, you might be thinking to yourself is, well, the Navy knows the ship is here. Sure. They know Kuma's defending it. But if you send Akainu, Kizuru, and Aokiji all at the same time, Kuma's not going to be able to do anything. Kuma can't fend off all three of them. There's no shot. So why doesn't the Navy have their ship yet? Why didn't Kuma the Navy left no survivors? There's no way. Like if they if the straw, <laughs> the straw Hats posed so much of an issue, de- declared direct war on the government. Luffy paid, not paid, played a part so heavily in this war that decimated the navy hq why would they not do everything in their power to repo this ship it makes no sense to me that they would not full force no matter who is there try and get this ship he's all they have to say is a kainu i bet you a kainu would be (laughs) enough to to, to finish kuma i don't I, i i would be willing to put that to put that money down but they don't for some reason and Kuma defends the ship for two years, looks ragged after two years because he doesn't have time to go to the nearest auto body shop and get a <laughs> tune up. So he looks like shit, uh, staggers away and, you know, the show continues from there. But I think that's like mostly it then. Right. I mean, outside of the idea that we ended up in Fishman Island again, not again. We 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 breeze past them, and Kami rescues those what four goons? It was three. Chopper, Us- Chopper, oh, yes, Chopper, yes, Usopp, Sanji, Luffy. Yeah, those four um, end up in Kami's apartment, and they're I think on their way to see Hachi, if I remember correctly. Uh, key point here: uh, mermaids. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, we have a very overly dramatic moment with Sanji uh, being. Uh, absolutely out beside himself outside <laughs> he's having like a like a out out of body experience <laughs> right now he's having access to such a crisis he's like i was in hell now i'm in heaven but wait life can't be this kind to me i must be dead already yeah he's like uh, there's no way i could be that this much joy could exist in one location <laughs> so clearly i've died uh, but honestly i'm okay with it because mermaid so I found the all blue. I know. He called it the all blue <laughs> fucking animal. I hate him. He's <laughs> fucking stupid. They so they keep doing the bit where every time he sees mostly Nami, but also Robin, uh, he has a crazy nosebleed. He has to get blood transfusions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is only okay in these episodes because it gives us the bits with Sa- uh, not Sanji, with Usopp and Chopper. Trying to a rehabilitate him, <laughs> and then b when they have that like pseudo uh, funeral service for him, <laughs> when when they decide that the rehabilitation didn't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's instead of a bouquet of flowers, he's clutching some of these some of these Polaroids. Yeah. And, and <laughs> Chopper's like, I don't know if he's going to be able to go onto the Mermaid Island. Like he he's if he goes there, he's going to die from overexcitement. And San- 
God damn it. I keep, I keep mixing the two of them up. Usopp is like, doctor, no, it's his dream. <laughs> you, we can't deny him his dream. That'll crush his spirits even more. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, Sanji wakes up in like a daze. And he's like, I'll, I'll, I have to, even if it kills me, it, it, this is my all blue. <laughs> and so like, it, it's only acceptable for this. Uh, because otherwise, especially earlier in the episodes, it was really grinding my gears how so many times in like five minutes he would see Nami and fucking shoot off into the distance uh, with these nosebleeds. So I remember last last set of episodes, you and you and Brendan were like, are you sure you want to give him the pass? Because it's going to get bad. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know, he's seen women for the first real women for the first time in two years. Let him have it. And I'm, you know, I'm, if if he produces bits like this, I'm willing to let him have it. But the moment he stops outputting comedy gold or at least comedy silver, uh, <laughs> he is no longer. I'm retracting the pass. He's he's not going to have it any longer. I'm telling you, it particularly in this arc, if I remember correctly, it gets bad, like so bad that Sanji becomes enters a phase of like. Do I like this character anymore? Like Sonny's been one of my like top five favorite characters uh, since I started the show. And around these points, I'm like, God, I hate this trope. I don't get it. Like, I, it, it's funny to, I guess, like little kids or, or Japanese people. I don't know. Nah, I don't get it. I hate that's it. That's it. It's just the little kids thing. That, that's a bit. That's it. a bit that's exclusively for like the high schoolers slash middle schoolers that this show was originally made God, for. I hate kids. Ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's. Uh, I think that's about it, really. Then uh, we will. De- the The fate of the rest of the crew will be determined in the next set of episodes, maybe. Hopefully. But uh, until then, uh, we are. We are sitting pretty with a lot of mermaids. Do you have any thoughts about my what might happen this arc? Out of curiosity, or at least next immediately for like next set of episodes, mm. anything like that? Uh, I don't know. I presumably we have to stick around for a little bit of time for uh, a pose to set. I would assume, unless there's only one route to get through, but maybe it works on like Skypea water spout rules where it only happens every set amount of time or something like that. Mm. But uh, I presumably we're about to have some run-ins with Vanderdecken and the new Fishman Pirates uh, for a little while at least because it seems like uh, it seems like Jimbei is probably not around here anywhere mm. uh, because if he would, Vanderdecken probably wouldn't be running around doing whatever he wanted for the most part, but I could be wrong. Uh, so it seems like, I mean, it very much seems like we're just going to start having run-ins with, with this guy, the flying Dutchman pirates. Mm-hmm. And uh, beyond that, I don't really know what other kind of uh, antagonizing that the crew can run into, but uh, you know, what if Arlon came back? I, I would feel kind of kind of lame to be honest with you. Uh, I don't I don't feel like I would want that unless for some reason he was friend. But that might be worse, actually. <laughs> uh, if Arlong was just suddenly friend. Would it be worse? Like we had Crocodile so. friend for a small stint. Eh, Crocodile wasn't really friend. He was like enemy of my enemy is my friend type of friend, you know? Well, that maybe thing. maybe we can have a similar deal with Arlong. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, we've got that. Yeah, that, that that idea is in there. I I can live with that if like 
Arlon comes back and I don't know, is trying to regain control of the Fishman pirate, but then Luffy wouldn't be helping them with that. He's like, know. hey, I heard you punched Charlos. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hated that guy. He owed me 30 bucks from poker night. Goddamn piece of shit. Uh no, I don't I don't see I don't see our Arlon coming back. Uh one of those uh one of those fishmen that rolled up though did kind of look like he was related to Shu at some in some capacity from the Arlong Pirates. You know, mm-hmm. with like the the like the tube mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, was his I, name, right? Chu. I want to say yes. It's been a long time. It has been a long time. Or Chu. C-H-U, maybe. I don't know. Could not tell you, but uh, I think you're right. Uh, but that I mean, guy. He's it looked a- like it could have been a relative of that guy. Somewhere out there, someone's flaming you for saying, oh, so I guess all octopus fishmen people look the same to you, Christian? It wasn't an octopus. He had he had a regular amount of limbs. He just had the like the trumpet mouth. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong character then. Anyway. He like, he like shot bubbles or mud balls or something. I'm just thinking of the three goons the one who that fought Usopp. Up. The one who fought Usopp in, that, uh, in Arlong Park. The one that Usopp ran like eight miles Usopp, outside Hema, of Arlong Usopp, Park. Hema, that's yeah. All I yeah, that guy. <laughs> Uh, I, mean, I should rewatch Arlong Park, uh, mostly because I, I listened to our anniversary cast and the moment when you brought up uh, for like memorable moments, uh, Nami finally asking Luffy for help. Um, I listened to that sound clip in the episode and I was at work and something about Nami in dub just like going from kind of bratty tendency kind of thing to like just fully broken down and vulnerable just like help me something about that just like broke me inside at work and i almost cried and i'm like what the hell man it's uh it's it's powerful moment Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. probably like i said in the in that episode probably the first really good one of the show Mm. but so i said we were done but I feel mm-hmm. like something needs to be addressed first. Oh, no. So a long time ago, yeah. back when Devin was still on this podcast, <laughs> uh, we made a bet about yeah. how we were going to get past the red line. Yeah. I feel like I've won that bet by now. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's any way or reason that we end up going to Mary Joie to because we're, we're surely we're we're past the red line by now. Like I genuinely don't know if that's true. We're, uh, I mean, but, but, okay, but we have gone under. We could still go back up top. Come on. I feel like this is, I feel like I've won I the bet here. I personally would say it's too soon to tell. I don't feel like that's true at all. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to call it personally. I'm not going to say who won or lost oh yet. Oh, my God. I think we just need a little bit more time. That's all oh, I'm saying. We're going to be here for like fucking 12 more episodes. <laughs> 12 more podcast episodes, not even, not even real show episodes. Uh, That's probably a bit much, but either way. We'll, we'll, we'll confirm when we have definitive confirmation. That, that is my personal belief. I don't think this is going to change anything. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll abstain for now, but I don't feel like I don't feel like this. Is, there's any there's any way that I'm wrong. All I'm saying is for all the kids at home, keeping track. Devin's still in the race. All right. Still hope for him. I think he is very far back. <laughs> I, don't feel, I don't feel like there's a shot in hell he comes back unless I trip over my shoelaces and break all of my bones in my body <laughs> in this race that we're having. This cross country race that we've been that we've set up 200 episodes ago. But 
fine. Are I, we, I will, is there anything will, else you wish to cover? No, that's it. I, I just I would, we can move on to uh, whatever. What are we doing next week? <laughs> next week we're watching episodes uh five twenty eight to five thirty three. Uh, mm-hmm. After that, uh, do you have any quotes? I assume you do. I've got a couple more. I mentioned the uh, that first Zora one with the jellyfish. <laughs> um, he has another one when they meet back up with when they have Surame with them. Uh, and they meet back up with the rest of the ship. <laughs> They're all they, they they ended up in Zoro's bubble because Luffy's and Sanji's popped. Mm-hmm. So they had to they had to beeline for Zoro's bubble. And they're all just chilling in this bubble. Zoro's out of sleeping. I think he's, yeah, he's literally sleeping. He's, he's basically sleeping. Sanji's kind of pressed up against the wall because mm-hmm. Luffy is scrambling forward with Surame and Zoro wakes up, sees that they found the rest of the ship, and he, he has the audacity to go, man, they sure caused us a lot of trouble getting separated from <laughs> us. <laughs> I remember that line of somebody and write it down. <laughs> Zoro's got a lot of audacity these last couple episodes. I know. There was some other thing where, um, damn, when they're, they're just admiring being under the water, too. And oh, you fucking snipe me, damn you piece of shit. All right, all right, I'll, I'll let you say it. I'll let you say it then. Nah, yeah, keep I, going. We're already here. Uh, all right. They're they're under... I, well, the problem is I didn't write it down word for word. Maybe you can fill in the gaps, but he goes it, some, mm-hmm. He goes something along the lines if he's already been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what was it? Yeah, they when they go underwater or whatever, Zoro's like, I've already seen this before. And Sanji just turns to him and says, shut up and let the, let the rest of us be in awe. <laughs> And, and, but and Sanji also comments on the fact because it's he went down with that other fucking ship because yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a because he's a moron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So good. They gave they gave Zoro a lot of these a lot of these lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got he got wittier in that two years too. I don't know what my man was bolder. teaching him. <laughs> yeah, he got he got more voice lines. Uh, so the 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 voice actors petitioned for more more Zoro voice lines. Mm-hmm. They wanted him to compete more with Sanji's one liners. So they uh and they got their wish at least mm-hmm. for now. Uh, the last one I'll say is from Frankie when he's basically done giving the explanation on how the Sunny lived this long, mm-hmm. and they're he uh you know he's done ex- he's done explaining the whole thing about kuma and so he says just keep this fact stored in your hearts this crew is indebted to bartholomew kuma and uh it just feels like uh like even though kuma was the bad guy the whole time mm-hmm. uh they're they realize this whole idea that kuma is the only one uh is the only reason that they're alive and continued to help them even when they weren't around. Uh, but they also make this concession that he is also an uh, 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 brain, well not, maybe not brainless is the, word, the wrong word for it, but mindless maybe, mm-hmm. mindless weapon of the government now. So even though Bartholomew Kuma saved them, if they run into him again, there is a very the high person. likelihood. Well, he won't, he definitely won't be the same person, but there is a very high likelihood they will have to dispatch of him, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he is uh the only reason they are who they are right now so mm-hmm. it's uh it's a very very loaded statement uh but a but a but a sentimental one nonetheless so i felt it needed recognition makes you wonder what's going to happen in the future i'm sure they'll run into kuma again i have no doubts about it 
Just a matter of how they go about it. Maybe maybe somewhere <laughs> I think deep the down. The real question is: it's a matter of when. Yeah, <laughs> J- uh, J- I'm sure Kuma's in the new world with uh, the regular HQ or the new HQ anyway. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe some of Kuma's personalities d- deep down there somewhere. I think one of you mentioned it before. Maybe it was you. Yeah, uh, talked about the idea of how Ku- maybe Kuma's personality is somewhere still in there. But I still agree. Think that's true. Like, there's a back door somewhere in the 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 maze and landscape of his mind. If we can make this retaining. concession for the for this this sunny mission, then surely we have a we have a floppy disk backup of <laughs> of Kuma's personality sitting around somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's a floppy mm-hmm. disk somewhere. He's starting keeps, to make a lot more sense now. He keeps it in his uh. He has a little pocket somewhere. I don't know where, yeah. but he's got a little pocket. Keeps his floppy disk on him. Yeah, yeah. He keeps that thing on him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Uh, for me, I only had two other quotes. Uh, at some point, Sanji has his tropey moment of snot rocketing almost out of the ship in the bubble. And Usopp just says, that's getting really annoying. And I could not agree more. Yeah. Uh, this one, I think, was actually really funny. I think it's at the end where uh, they run into Mermaid Bay and they... Sanji just lays eyes on all the the mermaids uh, and he starts crying and Luffy says he's crying harder than when he left the Baratier. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was cool. Especially when the they had a little frame in the corner just showing yeah. Sanji way back when. Yeah, of him like uh, on his hands and knees in front mm-hmm, of the Baratier. Mm-hmm. That, that was good. That was good. Good times. And uh, that's all my quotes. You're- all right. Then uh, on to the Golden Ham pick for the week. I don't have one personally. I'm going to vote for Sir May the Kraken. Uh, I'm okay with that. He, he put in a lot of work, uh, had to deal with a whole lot. Uh, my, <laughs> my, my, my backup was, maybe not my backup, my initial was uh, Momu because Momu showed up in these episodes and man, do I really feel for the guy. <laughs> Mom, poor Momu, man. He just can't, cannot catch that break. Poor uh, Momu. So, but shout out to Oda for bringing him back, even for a brief amount of time. Uh, I love my my boy uh, Momu. We uh, we love him out here. But Surame puts in some some work here, uh, for sure, for sure. But uh, all right, easiest golden hand of my life. Easy. So uh, I hear you've got some potential fan mail that you saved from last week for this week. Yeah. Uh, the, the when do, Let me look. When did we get this email? I definitely replied to this person. We got this literally almost a full month ago. Uh, so I'm so sorry. Uh, and I will read the email now. Uh, hello, Panda Boys. My name is Jake from Denver. You have permission to dox me. From State Farm. <laughs> and I spent roughly 200 hours listening to you goons talk about One Piece. I work in the legal cannabis industry and can listen to podcasts all day while working. Uh, One Piece of the Lime is a great way to feel like I'm watching my favorite anime while at work. Uh, my One Piece background, I'm fully caught up on the current anime, but I've never read the manga. I've also done a rewatch from Skypea to the 800s. Brave man. I started your Very. podcast while you were covering Impel Down, caught up, then jumped back to Water 7, then jumped back to Episode 1 and listened <laughs> oh to everything fully until I caught up. What a trip. Uh, you wrote some questions. Um, I'm going to pick the one that I think I like the most and that would probably best fit us. Uh, one of the questions you wrote was, what character would you elect president of the United States? Optional, best and worst president or president and vice president. Um, and I, I, I forgot the caveat of like who I would personally vote for. 
Uh, I do like the idea of coming up with like a one piece president and vice president duo. Um, so that's what we're gonna go with today. Personally, um, I think I, I don't know if I would necessarily vote for them myself, uh, but I like the idea of Nami being president with either oh. Robin or Usopp being her vice president. <laughs> I feel like one of those two, probably mostly Usopp, does a good job of like kind of reeling her in from going too far. I don't know. I just feel like Nami just has the energy. I don't feel like that's and true the at all. Economic discipline way. to run a country. I, I think you. I think she would rob that country of all its <laughs> worth first. No, I, I no. Think you picked She's one. a changed I think woman. With, I think you, is she. <laughs> I don't feel like that's true. The first thing we saw her do was spend a shit ton of money because she was bored when we got back. Well, those are personal finances, and everything's hers. And now she has the national right, treasure. That's exactly everything they All right, find. I'm starting to see the holes every, in my logic. Uh, yeah, every, every bit of money they have ever come into automatically went to Nami's pocket. She gave them like a two percent cut. <laughs> as their personal allowance every time and then tax them on it. Well, maybe she could fix, fix the national uh, budget. The debt uh, crisis. Debt crisis. I, I believe in her. I believe in her financial uh, stimulus package. I don't know what I'm saying well, didn't anymore. Say Straw Hat? Was Straw Hat the thing or <laughs> no, was it any character? any character. It was just the first uh, okay. that popped in my head at the time. If we're going to go, if we're going to go with best pairing i mean i feel like i feel like i'd have no problem if, if whitebeard run, ran for president uh who who is who is vice president would be his uh question mm. perhaps marco i mean he's right there already as his yeah. first as his first commander um can't really maybe, think of a different answer honestly maybe uh we bring in another old man and we have rayleigh be his his vice president but rayleigh seems to be want to be on the uh in the shadows, not really in the limelight here. So I'm not even sure if I could see Rayleigh being willing to be like a cabinet member of like, I don't know, like a secretary of the interior or something crazy like no, that. No, exactly. Know? He he'd be like the he'd be like the shadow commander of the armies or something. Like mm-hmm. there's a like there's a figurehead who's the commander who's the commander on paper and does all the interviews, but the one mm-hmm. who actually pulls the strings is Rayleigh. Mm. Uh, that's that's like his role. He he is the dark king after all. So uh, that's true. Um, Maybe uh, really yeah. works for the CIA. That's 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 what. Yeah, it is. That, that, that's a good one. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like he's like uh, who's who's the who's the director of the Suicide Squad? That black woman. Um. Oh my goodness! Why can't I remember her name? Walker. Dark- Waller? Waller. Amanda, Amanda Waller. Amanda, Amanda Waller. Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dark, Dark King Rayleigh is the Amanda Waller of the One Piece universe. That's awful. Or, or rather, rather our universe if he was here. And I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, uh, yeah, like like Whitebeard sounds like a sounds like a shoe in. Most people don't. I, I shouldn't even say most people. A lot of the I bet you a lot of the young people of this world wouldn't vote for an old geezer like that. Uh, it would really depend on who he's running up against. But honestly, mm. it would probably only take one debate for them to realize that Whitebeard's the only candidate for them. Mm. Uh, so I'm trying to think of like a really meany answer, like possibly the worst thing I could come up with. I think, I, I mean, the worst thing I come up with is like a uh, fuck is like Wapple. Like, yeah, he literally, abandoned, he literally <laughs> abandoned his country when it got even remotely dangerous. So like, uh, 
uh, maybe like uh maybe like a wapple foxy combo would be my <laughs> my uh my worst de- uh decisions there okay wapple uh, as maybe, president god awful foxy as president i don't hate it i'm just gonna let you stew on that one <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not even i'm not even gonna touch that if i'm gonna if i'm gonna go with something that would be more serious uh seriously bad like wapple is comedically bad but like if we were talking like it would be actually very detrimental to our country if they got elected as president if you had like <laughs> like a kainu as the as the as the president of the united states bro and, we are an, turning an into a super person. duper military fascist country real quick uh and then I don't know. You would have who would be his vice president? Who would be his like like the asshole in 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 command, like second in command, like a maybe like a. Well, he probably wouldn't tolerate a spandam level. No, character. I know exactly. Uh, vice Admiral Onigumo. Uh, he was he's like the he has like a spider double fruit, I think, or he just has freaking like six hairy arms for some reason. Um, if you think back to Water Seven during the Buster Call. There's a Marine who like challenged a vice admiral for or the Marine just spoke out of line and Onigumo didn't appreciate it. So he popped him in the forehead. I do not remember this. I'm trying to think of where else Onigumo if showed I up. If I saw him, I would maybe recognize him, but I can't think of the moment off the top of my head. Definitely seen him. Uh, I don't, is there anything else I can use to describe him? But uh, I, I, I that feels like a. I feel like that's those are some good uh, and bad pairings. I feel like we've we've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I don't think there. I mean, there's probably more that w- that would be bad, but I feel like those are some of the worst. Surely, <laughs> surely. So, uh, thanks for the question and the email. You're you're a doll. Uh, mm-hmm. We appreciate. I, I especially appreciate your uh, desired watch order. It's very unique. <laughs> uh, you can take pride in that. Um, Thanks for suffering through our early episodes too. You're a goddamn hero for that one. Especially after jumping anyone. back from our, we went from good quality. You yeah. jumped back to bad. Didn't exactly. You kind of scaled up eventually to the better. I, I, you're a trooper. Some yeah. might call you an animal, and they would. Uh, they would also be right in some regards. But for powering through it, you're a hero in my book. So uh, with that, uh, that was the end of the email, right? Yep. That was you said he has another question, but we can maybe do that one another time potentially. Yeah. Um, so uh, moving on to the core. Actually, no, I lied. Uh, well, the the we we got we got a page we got Patreon for uh, for Easy Life again. Easy Life, you're a hero. We appreciate you greatly. Uh, your contribution to this and. Uh, you know, seemingly your your high level contribution basically went to getting us those cameos that mm-hmm. we found that were not that we found, but uh, <laughs> that we that the rest of us found out Jordy got for us. Imagine you never paid uh, for those. You just found them on TikTok and just <laughs> somehow surprisingly conveniently fitting to all of us individually. Wow. What a coincidence. There's that just would some be. other dude named Brendan out there who got a message from. <laughs> who anyway, uh, all, all, uh, easy life. You, especially, along with all the rest of our patrons, uh, directly contributed to immense joy. And for that, we thank you. You uh, are a soul or a very important reason we produce the best episode ever. Of anything ever. <laughs> That's of true. all time. But particularly that one. <laughs> right. Uh, moving on now to the grab bag. 
Come on and grab and welcome to welcome the bag. Welcome to the bag. <laughs> Shit, that's good. <laughs> write that down, write that down. Write that down, write that down. Damn All right, it. here you go. Reach into the bag. Mm, I hate doing this. Yeah, I know. Oh my Wait, god, didn't kill me this time. There's uh, a metal ooh. clanging in there. I don't, yeah, they're all keychains like for some reason. Huh. Anyway, uh, this keychain says, Miss Valentine Award. hey All right. I know who I'm voting for. You said, uh, well, I'm thinking you don't have an idea yet. Uh, I didn't necessarily have an idea, but the fact that you already have one leads me to believe that you're going to vote for Sanji. Absolutely. <laughs> I can't. This man is on my shit list right now. All right. He is currently not uh, one of my favorite characters. He will redeem himself eventually. I hope. I pray. He's got a long road ahead of him. He's got a long road ahead of him. Hmm. It's a tempting one. I there's really not a whole lot of other candidates here. The only one, the only other one I can kind of think of throwing it to is like Caribou. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe you would line up too. He's also just a, I, right now. He's just worthless. And even if he shows up later, I don't expect him to be a large threat in any capacity unless he corners like I don't know Chopper or something. <laughs> maybe like 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 most of the rest of the crew. Can t- could, should be should be able to deal with this guy no problem, uh, except Chopper. Well, that's I, I'm just I'm 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 picking out like the weaker of the crew at this point. I like, feel like you just came out of the closet and said Chopper is the weakest member of the crew. I mean, he's originally part of the Cowards Three. Like, I mean, yeah, but like, and, uh, and all you guys keep. Uh, we've seen Usopp be badass already. All you guys keep ranting and raving about is how Nami is the most broken character in the uh, goddamn show. That's what those show. other two goons say. I don't know what they're on about personally. I, I, can, I think she's I got understand. a cool power setup thingy, whatever you want to call it. I don't know about broken. I do want to see what else she does with the Kalimatok now. I mean, we saw the like little bubble thundercloud she did, but mm-hmm. that's not too far out of the realm of stuff she's already done. Yeah, but. it's just so uh, I would more be curious to see. I would be curious to see how she developed it while being on the weather island in the sky. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, unless he corners like fucking Chopper or I don't know Brook maybe. Because uh, uh, we have yet to see Brooke really do any sort of power ups in terms of his actual strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see Caribou being a really big threat, so I kind of just don't. I don't care for him at, at, in any capacity. I, I've, I'm almost, I've almost convinced myself that I dislike Caribou more now than Sanji, <laughs> just because at least, at least Sanji gave us the funny, like Sanji's dumb nosebleed stuff gave us the funny Chopper and Usopp bits at least. Mm-hmm. So by proxy, he he helped me enjoy these episodes more. Caribou was just a drag every time he was on screen. That is fair. I also just hate Caribou's face and the tongue thing. Awful. <laughs> and, and his stupid brother Caribou with the got with the the iguana hair or the literal iguana that's on his head. I don't know. <laughs> All right, stupid. I guess I couldn't concede giving this to Sanji. I I don't think we're gonna do him as Valentine soon enough for a particular moment that makes me really dislike Sanji. But I'll make sure to bring it up then. Trust me. We, we all have <laughs> thoughts and opinions on this, I think, at the time yeah, we yeah. You'll, come the to next, it. The next time Valentine rolls around, you'll have stored up this hatred <laughs> and let it and let it broil long <laughs> enough that that you just have to get it off your chest. Mm-hmm. 
So today's winner, loser, both, I don't know. Uh, Miss Valentine Award goes to Caribou because my dude is just now a barrel of mud. He is he is just <laughs> a ba- he is a jar of dirt. He is he, for all intents and purposes, he is no better than Captain Jack Sparrow's jar of dirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I didn't even think about he's a, that. He's a barrel of mud. Yo, you think Oda made that parallel? This is just Jack Sparrow's. Uh, I don't know if Pirates the Korean was out yet when that when those manga chapters were, were mm, released. That is also very true. Uh, those movies are old, especially. Uh, well, it wasn't even Black Pearl. Uh, it was like the third movie, maybe. I don't remember. It's been a long time. I know it's not Black Pearl. So whichever one it was. But, mm. uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe it's the opposite. Maybe the Ooh. writers for Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> ah. uh, saw that and was like, I, we could do that and make it better, maybe. Who knows? This jar of dirt is a metaphor for caribou being trapped in a barrel, lost in time, lost in mud. <laughs> maybe they were just trying to replicate Luffy from the first episode. <laughs> rubber, ba- rubber boy in a barrel. <laughs> or okay. monkey in a barrel. <gasps> like those toys. Oh did we, have we made that reference before? I feel like me. Yes, I think we actually did. I I think I remember this because it might yeah, have just I, actually been a thing. Yeah, but I don't. So <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious now. Monkey in a barrel. <laughs> those little red fuckers that you just hang off of shit. So like great. shooting monkeys in a barrel. Like shooting monkeys <laughs> in a barrel. Thank you, McCree. Anyway, uh, that's enough of this. That's it. Scuff. Uh, do the thing. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at Panda Sightings. If you wish to send an email like the one Jacob sent us a month ago. Sorry about that, by the way. Uh, you can do so at pandasightings at gmail.com. If you wish to financially support us, we have a Patreon. Uh, it, the link to that is in the bio of our social media and the link or, or rather a link will be posted in the description of this podcast episode. If you wish to join a community of like minded fans and audience members and individuals, we have a community discord. It's great. There's great people in there. Go be one of those great people I'm talking about. Join our discord. Link mm-hmm, in the bio. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. That's it. Uh, see you next week see Uh, you next week where Devin will definitely be here this time and maybe Brendan Mark my well not Brendan Brendan's on a two week work thing so Brendan definitely won't be here unless you know something horrible happens or he gets off early or yeah positive maybe but you know Devin Devin definitely will be here here. definitely mark my words and if not make sure to at us on Twitter and our emails or wherever. And if he's not here next week, blame him anyway. <laughs> Don't blame me for saying he's going to be here. Yeah, definitely. It's it's all on Devin. It's all Devin's fault. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>